I have uh, to I have to do high spots and dives and whatnot, or else what's the point in me being five six? <laughs> I mean, you know, Ray Mysterio's crafted a legacy for little people like you, and you've just gotta keep following it. Little people yeah. like you. Uh Ray <laughs> Mysterio height. I'm sure you're uh, taller than him, right? Feet. He's really like five one. Uh what is one point six eight? I failed my math GCSE six Holy times. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's five the... six. I'm the same <laughs> yeah. height as Rey Mysterio. Welcome to the Bear Hook Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Bear Hook Club podcast, coming at you live once again through Wednesday Night Paw, unless you're listening to us on the download and edited version, welcome as well. Uh, Greg here, once again joined by Garrett. Uh, Jace was kind of dropping in and out of us, but um, he will be here eventually. Uh, how's things going, my dude? Uh, it is Wednesday, my dudes. Ah! And uh, it's a pretty good day. It's uh, planning my, my no bad, very good week up north. Yes. Um, gonna come see you. Possibly do our first ever in-person podcast, and it'll be first time I've seen you in what? How many? How long? Now? Oh God! Oh, like it's gonna be like nearly two years, right? I've nearly been two Newcastle. years. I mean, last time, last time would have been when we could have went to a progress show. I know that much. And when that's to, when was our last progress show? Was that the, was the last progress show Crystal Palace, or did we go to it, one after that? I think it was Ali Pali. You know possibly one afterwards but ali pali is the one that sticks out in my head yeah and then it was like the summer of 2019 yeah oh look jesus well we saw each other after that yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. oh well it we'll see each other is the main thing i've been able to see you every wednesday which is lovely but be able to touch and and hold and hug and kiss uh mm, what I mean, I mean, the fitting thing is, we are basically nearly at the one-year anniversary mark, and what better way to mark that than the two originators getting in a sure. room and just chatting about shit, you know? Sure. I mean, kind of mind-blowing. I mean, we'll, we'll be doing more stuff on that when it comes to it. I think we're still a good week or two away from that happening, but, I mean, yeah, crazy that it's been nearly a full year. Like, sure. it, like ever since the pandemic, things either feel like they've gone incredibly quick or in absolute slow motion. It's like both at the same time. It's really weird. I think this has been very good um, for me to... For a few reasons. When I first came out to London and we started doing pay-per-views all the time and we'd have people over, it was a very social thing. And then, like the topic of today, how we'd improved WWE, WWE got really bad. And people didn't really want to watch wrestling anymore. Uh, Pay-per-view where we just ended up watching The the Princess Bride instead. Uh, And it just kind of dwindled (laughs) off. And it was annoying because... To me, is like, I love wrestling, but it was also a very social thing. So this on Wednesday, it's allowed me to to talk about a thing that I love, be social with my friends. It's also just a good bit of, you know, in this chaos that has been these two years, it's just a yeah. good bit of uh, schedule 
and it's like cool wednesday 6 30 i know what i'm doing that's i know i know what the day is today because i have something in my calendar basically that's been my whole long pandemic is just i don't know what day it is because i don't every day is the same no, I 100% agree. I think uh, us starting this was just a nice little thing to break down the monotony of just being stuck in the house, not being able to go out anywhere. And of course, just to be able to stay in touch. I mean, it's not like we ever fell out of touch because of the pandemic. Like, we would still message each other. But I think it's like mm. one of those things where it allows us to still remain close because we always had something we were working on. And, and again, just meet up every week and talk about the thing that essentially made us friends in the first place, you know, yeah. share yeah. that passion. Um so yeah, it's gonna be amazing. This obviously see you in person again and give you a big cuddle and maybe not let go. Um, recording will be incredibly awkward, but you know. I oh, think, you'll I give me a, a hug. I will give you a bear hug. Oh. I'm thinking more like a bear spoon. Like we'll just film the whole episode of me just behind you, just double spoon in it. A bear bear spoon, a naked yeah. bear spoon. A bear bear spoon. A bear bear hug uh, is something that. You know, do you remember the, the okay, maybe not the best comparison, but do you remember when it was Seth Rogen and James Franco ripping off the Kanye West video on the bike? Sure. That. All right. Well, it's the kind of thing that uh, uh, would be fine on the indies maybe two years ago uh, if you were a Joey Ryan type. Um, looking back on that, yeah, maybe some of those flags were glaringly red. Um, True. Druid so we'll just penises. do we'll just do we'll do the bear 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 hug just as a tag move on each other like it'll be like you suplex me onto someone else right 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 and yeah. mid air I put on clothes so that uh that whoever you throw me onto so I'm doesn't like, have to deal with that I'm like eating you from a spoon position but somehow mid air you're like putting a shirt on yeah. right that's why Stump I'm up. the high I like I don't do much high flying but when I do it's just like oh how do you do that. And yeah, it's amazing. like it's like wow he put on underwear and trousers and a shirt. Yeah, it was a button up as well. Oh well, he missed one of the buttons. Uh, three stars. Be like me going for a suicide dive and then the crowd just chanting "Big Man Lucha" because you know that's the rule in indie wrestling. A big, big bloke does something, every anything vaguely acrobatic. It's Big Man Lucha. It's Big Man Lucha. Big Man Lucha. I have uh, to I have to do high spots and dives and whatnot, or else what's the point in me being five six? <laughs> I mean, you know, Ray Mysterio's crafted a legacy for little people like you, and you've just gotta keep following it. Little people yeah. like you. Uh Ray <laughs> Mysterio height. I'm sure you're uh, taller than him, right? Feet. He's really like five one. Uh what is one point six eight? I failed my math GCSE six Holy times. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's five foot the... six. I'm the same <laughs> yeah. height as Rey Mysterio. There's no way he's five foot six. Well, you there is no what... way he is five foot six. No, but you got to remember, he, he was like, well, still around now, but he was around in the time when it really was the land of the giants. Like, you got to remember, people like Mick Foley and William Regal are like six four. But back in the day, when you watched them, you wouldn't have thought that because like everyone else towered above even them. So he really was the small man in the land of the giants. Man, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's ruined my day. I, I should probably be like, damn, 
you know, I should probably take from that, like, oh, I could be just like Rey Mysterio, but it's probably more like, oh, man, I'm just like Rey Mysterio. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you're bigger than the minis. Remember the minis? <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's man. great to know that I'm I'm taller than Alexa Bliss and Hornswoggle and not many other people. Do you want to do, do a quick Google on Alexa Bliss? She, five feet of fury. She's five foot tall. Probably five one. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to do it anyway, just in case. Fuck. <laughs> Alexa <laughs> Bliss height. How much further can we piss on Garrett's bonfire? Uh, She's five foot one. Yeah. All right. I was well, right. I was right. Five feet tall, but build is, build I mean, is think five about... feet, but it's actually five one. If you, if you guys went out there... And she wore a decent pair of stilettos. Could pretty much nearly match that. You're missing many steps here, and it's uh, how I would get a date with uh, someone like that. There's a few steps you've jumped forward across uh, there, but I appreciate it, uh, and I'd just wear heels as well. Oh, come on, man. Good-looking English bloke like you. Internet exists. It's not that hard. Just, just hound her with tweets. Yeah, I just need to be in her uh, every uh, post that she she posts. I just need to uh, comment beautiful and then a heart. And every, it will work out. I'm sure it works out for every single other guy that does that. In fact, you know what? We're going to play a game of, uh, of find the worst comment you can. Now, I'm going to go to... We have to go, both go to Alexa Bliss. We don't do this? Okay, okay. Yep. So we're just going on her Twitter? Yep. No, Instagram or Twitter, I guess. Either or. All right. I'll do um, Insta if you do Twitter. Cause... Yeah, I just need to find a picture of her. I'm going to go with this one. Okay. Uh, with a, it's, it's simply captioned with a black heart there. Okay. Right, yeah. Now... yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, well, first one. Alexa's more beautiful without makeup, uh, which is... Honestly, a, just a backhanded compliment these days. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Just loads of love hearts. Loads of stuff. Oh, come on. Let's go. Come on. You sexy. Somebody tried to say nice, but they spelled N-I-E-C, so neek. Uh... I just see a lot of uh, love hearts, fire emojis, and then the, the the smiling face emoji with love hearts for eyes. This is from Squared Circle underscore Nostalgia with a picture of Bret Hart as the profile picture. Loved it when you gave Meltzer what for. When you gave him the what for. When you when you oh, you sure schooled Meltzer, you did. What? Uh, Man. Um, so I, I clicked on uh, Squared Circle's Nostalgia's profile, and they've got a story up. And it's a, a match, uh, Survivor Series three-way. Bret Hart, is that Bret Hart? No. CM Punk, Bret Hart, and then it's the thing of Alexa Bliss. For some reason. So you what? Do you, do you think this guy is not only just stalking her Instagram? He does it for Punk and Hart he's very well. specifically like a. a God, I wish when I wish when wrestling was good, but I also love Alexa Bliss. Um, I've just seen a lot of standard where's Lily comments. Uh-huh. Okay. That, those aren't everything. too bad, I guess. Yeah, they're not too bad, but I mean, 
Come on, guys. Oh, here we go. Um, I've got one here, which is just, you're the best and so perfect. I love you, my goddess, with about six smiley heart face emojis. Uh, B underscore cool underscore camera underscore spool. Do you like the Beatles? I'm in Liverpool on Monday if you want something getting. Can post it to you, no worries. PM me if you want something picking up. Uh, was was her post even remotely about the Beatles? It was a picture of her with the black love heart. Um, let's see what he's posted before. Not much. A picture of a mouse. Um, nice. Picture of the sky with two likes. But he is uh, in Liverpool on Monday. So if you want something getting, uh, you, you know, I can post it to you. No worries. Just PM. It's fine. Oh, dude, you're going to be like around the northwest part. Of I will be. Point, I right? will message Alexa Bliss right now. Right. No, no. Let her know you're going to be in, obviously, in Newcastle. Ask her if she wants, you know, a, Anything a Newcastle United strip picking up. There you go. Yeah, right. Oh, here's a good I... one. Here's a great one. Francis uh, Colossi. Fake nose, fake boobs, fake wrestler. Which is just, oh, just top tier comment from this guy. Uh, I've, he's, yeah. He's, well... <laughs> you know? Just great. Anyway. Yes. That's a fun little game. We'll streamline that so it's not just a doom scrolling, which it was then. <sighs> oh that's a fun one to do i mean misogyny it's there how in that fun we'll do it on a male wrestler next week yeah let's let's see let's see how that one goes down mm-hmm. um maybe i think we could maybe just start getting rolling and a few things i mean uh we could cover a bit of news before the guys get here because i think a lot of it is obviously going to tie into our discussions, as Garrett said, we're going to be talking about the ways we would kind of improve WWE. Now, like, I know a lot of people will watch WWE and basically they won't have any criticisms of it. Criticisms of it. That's fine. I think when WWE can do things right, they can do it brilliantly. But it, it's not unfair to say that, you know, there has been a lot of frustration, especially maybe in the last decade or so, at the way they can handle things with their company. Um, and I think one of the main examples that we can pull out the hat at the moment was uh, yesterday, uh, Fightful Select kind of broke a bit of backstage news regarding Bray Wyatt's release. So obviously, if you've been following the story, the big thing that they said it was was because of budget cuts. But as we've been kind of slowly unraveling it, it's apparent that he Things going out that he was difficult to work with backstage. But then the big thing that's come out is that he was very vocal when he thought the storylines were shit. So the big one being his whole six-month year with Randy Orton. He was here, both him and Randy apparently were both quite vocal about it. And to be fair, for good reason, because apparently the reports have said they never had a plan for how that was going to end. They set fire to the fiend, they burnt the character, led to this WrestleMania, but they never had an end goal in mind, which you can kind of tell when that match happened at Mania. It was the most front of thing piece of shit I'd ever seen. You don't write a TV show week to week. You just you don't do that. It's not a mm-hmm. smart thing to do. If you write a TV show week to week, yeah. it's not a good idea. And if you do write a TV show week to week, you need to be fucking good writers. You need to be working... You need to be a Conan O'Brien working on SNL. You need to be Bob Odenkirk working on SNL. You need yeah. to be someone working on something like SNL, right? And even then, even then, it's hit or miss 
they oh, yeah. miss a lot of the time. Uh, just look at Elon Musk as Wario, for example. Not that Bob Odenkirk or, or Conan O'Brien are currently writing for us now, but my, my point stands, right? Don't write a TV show week to week. Plan it out years in advance, right? It, it, there's uh, The best show on TV right now is Succession. The main guy, Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy, uh, who is like a, a, you know, Rupert Murdoch allegory. He knows how the show's going to end because the showrunners have told him. They still have like maybe three more seasons left. They know how it's going to end because they planned it. And if I plan a wrestling story, if I go, you know, hey, I want to burn down, you know, a, 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 a writer comes to me and is like, hey, right, with your character, we're going to burn down your compound. All right, uh, Randy wants to burn it down. I'd be like, awesome. Then what? And they say, oh, we haven't written it yet. Why are we burning it down? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> just let's 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 just plan for things let's plan for the future that would be wonderful instead of writer like even the bad writers they get in like the ones that don't know the names of the wwe champion at the time true story yes maybe at least follow through with some stories that they do before you fire them because it's such a, a cycle of who comes in and out that it doesn't really seem to matter what the writers do anyway because it gets ripped up at six o'clock before they go live at seven. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's probably the situation they're in. I, I don't doubt that there are writers who work for WWE who have no doubt, I, and Bray Wyatt you can put in this category as well. There are the talent and writers who have no doubt planned out a year-long storyline and have all the little, and have had like most of the main points that they want to hit with it, maybe not all the little details, but they've got an idea of what they wanted to get from point A to point B and everything in between. And then a lot of it is down to Vince just ripping it up. I mean, and even if that's not the case, um, it's just the fact, like, how with a, with a storyline, a character like Bray Wyatt, do you not have, like, a bunch of ideas? He's, like, the main character they had where there was creative license to kind of go batshit mental with it, you know? He's an Undertaker-type character. He's dark, mysterious. He does all this weird, spooky shit that obviously, uh, like, isn't that shatters the sort of believability of wrestling, fair enough, but like as fans like we are, we enjoy it because that's like what we want to see that character do. And yet they've just got no idea what they want to do with it. It's like uh, we'll set them on fire. We'll have them come back as a weird, crispy, charred mess. Alright, and what are you going to do about that after that? Oh, we'll, we'll just turn them back to normal at the Wrestlemania match and then Alexa's going to come out in a big jack-in-the-box. Just, just some forethought, you know. Yeah. You know what that fucking shit was. That was that was someone going. I've got an idea for a WrestleMania moment. Uh, you know, possibly, possibly it was Bray's. It may, yeah. it may have been his Jack in the Box idea. However, just, just let it keep going. Like the the claims of difficult to work with. It it's it's like, I, I'm at the point with WWE, and I can't fathom people on the wrestling like online wrestling community the iwc if you will that's mm -hmm. still white knight for them it's yeah. it's completely just illogical and i can't picture why you do that it's like the amount of things that they leak the amount of things that they 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 underhandedly try and do leaking stories about aew Lying yeah. about stories about AEW, 
Uh, they tried to leak the fast nationals. They try and um, sucker up to some shitty journalists. Did you? There was a, a journalist who um, they sent him like a board of meat and cheese, and it's <laughs> like, and then and then you see it next. He's just like WWE destroy AEW in the in the fast nationals. It's like the, the first thing they didn't. You don't. You probably like it was it was a reporter that didn't even fucking know anything about uh, TV ratings. And he was just like, they destroy him because this number bigger than this number. No. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, yeah. They reportedly were the ones that leaked a story about, um, uh, was it Domino's or whoever was pissed off at AEW because of the pizza cut thing? Yeah. Never yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. They never were. They never gave a shit. If anything, they were like, that's probably good publicity right there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just such underhanded tactics. And for them to say, hey, this wrestler is uh is really hard to work with because he says no. Fuck you. You know, they probably tried to say the same thing about FTR when they uh you know brought them that dumb shit. And you know one of the reasons they probably weren't able to say that is because FTR were just like, look, we'll do whatever the fuck you want us to do. We won't be happy about it, but we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and the one time one wrestler put reportedly maybe goes, This is this will ruin my character. I, mm -hmm. I would not like to do this. They're like ridiculous you're a horror like can't work with you it's um yeah that just more more agency yeah. to the wrestlers would be lovely yeah i mean i mean this is something that i was thinking about before we went on air as um and it kind of ties into this quite well um did you there was an interview recently with mgf where he was actually kind of said something quite nice um he kind of said Going into the future, the four pillars of AEW are himself, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And when you hear when you hear it, you think, oh, that actually makes sense. They are the four biggest stars they got at the moment. They're obviously still up and coming. You could easily see them being the four people to take that company into the future. One of my issues I think we've got with WWE is that WWE, when I think about it, WWE's got one of the best rosters to have, but I couldn't honestly tell you what their four pillars could be even at the moment, and what potentially the future could be for them. And that's bad. And that's because they only ever rely on two superstars at once to carry the brand. And at the moment, that's probably Reigns and Lesnar again. And he'll disappear for some amount of time once this current thing's wrapped up as well. If Ricochet didn't go to WWE, yeah. he would be regarded as one of the best in the world right now. Yeah, that's not a, that's not up for debate. He was on par with Will Ospreay, who became IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, he he would be at the forefront right now. Uh, you have someone like Karrion Cross, who signed with them, had an initial fun little burst at NXT under some you know relatively decent. Well, I, can't, I can't even say that about NXT anymore. I don't watch NXT now. No. I, will, I will catch up on NXT, but I will never watch it live again or in its current state. NXT 2.0 is um, not for me. It's it's now just it feels like WWE light. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I I like new talent. I like mm -hmm. new talent, but I like talent that can work well and doesn't have weird. Gimmicks. I mean, they brought they bring in uh, one of the the hottest prospects in that um, Bordeaux guy, who is now bald 
and it's called Wagner. The what the the one where like he touches the guy's face. The 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 guy who likes safe spaces touches the bold guy former uh NFL star's face. Oh, like the guy who everyone touted as being the next Brock, because he basically also looked like him as well, right? Yeah, potentially could have been. Park yeah. Parker Bordeaux was yes. his name. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now he's called Wagner, I think. Unless a Wagner is another one. Let me type in Parker Bordeaux and figure out what his name is now. I mean, oh, that's NXT... another thing. Fucking name changes. Yeah, right. I mean, NXT 2.0 is the biggest culprit here when they when they relaunched as 2.0. That was like the main thing that came out was like, why have you given all this new talent the most dumbass fucking names ever? Like again, we I think we brought this in the part anyway. You have a fucking Steiner on your roster now, and he's actually one of the better of the new talent they've brought in. Mm-hmm. But rather than give him the Steiner name, it's Bron Brecker or Brecker, whatever the how the fuck you're supposed to say it. Bron, Bron like, Brecker. Yeah, if you called him Bron Steiner, great, you know, carry on the Steiner legacy. I mean, like from what I'd heard, they they reached out to like get like Vince said he's open for Scott coming back. Why not have Rick come in, be him, put him as his manager, you know? But no. Harland. Even wears like the same kind of singlet as a fucking Steiner. Like, why why keep it a secret? I think it's this weird thing where he just feels like he has to create it himself. Uh, Tommy End being known yeah. as Alistair Black, I suppose. Things like that. Oh, well, that, uh, was more, that, you can... that was when it was Triple H, though. I, I, I mean, even even so, like I'm talking about like uh, on every level yeah, where it's um, Otis Dozovic. Yeah. Right? Which is great because he's a dozer he was part of heavy machinery and he was just called he's now just called otis I mean, why a lot, he, a lot, he's, yeah. he's a he's a big heel that dozes people down it's like mm, otis is fine yeah I, I it's that weird thing again of maybe i don't know if they're trying to control their own narrative and creation with that. Again, it's like when people come in established, they haven't got much of a choice. It's like, oh well, they've they've done so much that we have they have to bring them in under this name. But then it's like Matt Riddle, but just shorten it to Riddle. Why? Why? What's the what's the point? Uh let's see. What what are some of the most egregious ones? Mustafa Ali, which is called Ali. Ali, yeah. I think he's now got his name back, but why was it gone? Yeah, um, is, it, is it like a weird thing where if they just don't think a superstar has made it yet, they have to take away part of the name so they earn it back? It's like, it it's like Chad Gable. Thing? Is it like yeah. A, yeah? It's like Chad Gable getting his name changed to Shorty G and having the most bullshit gimmick ever, and now he's back to being Chad Gable. That you had maybe one of the best tournaments that they had in so long with a great build, King of the Ring, uh, Chad Gable against goddamn Baron Corbin in Baron Corbin's best match of his fucking career. And it was incredible. It was so good. He proved himself. And then they were like, you know what? You've proved yourself. You're called Shorty G now. (laughs) You have a short gimmick. Well done for just having one of the best matches of the year. And giving Baron Corbin, you know, making him a star. Uh, Making him like, maybe not over, but you know, giving him a great match. You wear basketball shorts. You earned it, kid. Welcome to the big They league, they man. say looking over him because he's so short. How short is Chad Gable? Let's find out. <laughs> Chad Gable. 
You do realise if he's taller than you, you now have to become Shorty G. Uh, he's taller than me. He's 5'8". <laughs> uh, so oh, I'm Shorty G. I'll be expecting some lovely basketball shorts on you next week. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. I'll get some basketball shorts and I'll be Shorty G. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, the name changes are just ridiculous. Yeah. And then, it, and then it's, it's, like... it's the it's the lack of trust, I think, in people yeah. to be able to get over. You know? Like, yeah. these wrestlers can get over. They've proven it. Let them do it. Just let them, you know, they, they and it's just one of those things where it's like they've spent so long again, maybe it's because this is the reason why but they've spent so long establishing that name before they've come to WWE and mm. then all of a sudden it's like, no, we want to just take that away from you. We want to give you this name instead. Um, some of them, I guess, I've kind of warmed up to, like the whole Bearcat Keith Lee thing, as we discussed, don't mind that so much now because there, there, there is like a little sort of easter egg thing to attach that that's fine but then some of them it just doesn't make sense just not at all and it, and then it and then it's also the thing of like again going back to baron corbin there's just such rapid change in name and gimmick as well because like at, the, well, at this point he's obviously just been baron corbin wasn't he just corbin at one point did did they get rid of the baron bit it was am I, am I... corbin uh so yeah they they i don't really know if they they don't call him Baron anymore. I don't think. No, no, he's Happy Corbin right now, isn't he? Yeah, was was, was Constable Corbin. was King. The thing is, I'm I'm actually like a Baron Corbin uh, 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 fan. You know, I I like I like the guy. I watch all of his videos on Instagram where he makes meat and gives it to <laughs> his dogs and stuff. I like Baron Corbin. I think he's got a really really sick move set. I think. Um, He's actually pretty solid in ring. And I don't think he's given what he should be given. We talked about it before, where it's just like squandering all these opportunities where you have a character who could have a fucking I Daniel Blake type moment, right? Where he's just yeah. like so down on his luck. Um, you could tell a great story, but you just made him happy and gave him a shit sidekick. And it's not good. Uh, you have... You have these writers, supposedly. Allow them to write, please. That would be Mwah. lovely. Mwah. It would be lovely. Well, and then, you know, we talk about writers and writing. Allow them to write a story, a through line, a point A to point B and things in between. Yeah. But these wrestlers, as wrestlers, learn in promo school how to do a promo. Mm -hmm. So for the love of Suffer and Succotash, just let them promo. Yeah. Just let them promo. The best moments we've had, like, the right, AEW's been around for what, two, three years now? Yep, two years. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's been around for two years. The amount of footage that they have banked, not just great in-ring, Fucking amazing promos, stuff backstage, stuff just uh, done on Twitter, you know, stuff yeah. in ring. They have so much material banked that is like, Jesus Christ, this is some of the best f forever. Like, 
uh, Cody Rhodes speech after the Blood Brothers match. You know, I don't need a tag team partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. Fucking great. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, even just like, you've seen Miro's recent stuff. Uh, where, like, God gave me a body of concrete and a neck of sand. Whoa. I mean, he's done, he's already proven like what a rare talent WWE had in their hands by just doing promos talking about God and basically banging his wife. And it, yeah. and it and it and it was just amazing the different ways he just came up with that. I think I think I think I think one of my favorite lines was like something like, "There's nothing like having the rattle god in your side and a double jointed wife." And it was just it was just like, that's just beautiful. He's fucking uh, great. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> like they've been so smart with giving people uh or like how to use legends, you know? Yeah. So I was gonna say like, one of my giving, one of my giving Jake the snake to to Lance Archer is incredible. Yeah. Oh, that, like, again, go back to promos. That promo he did when he returned against Cody and was like, they say you should never turn your back on someone you respect and then just chucks the microphone in the end, just turns around and walks out. It's, it's just inspired some of it. Hell, even someone who uh, was was told that, like, your promos aren't very good, you know, we don't like you on the mic. Uh, uh, some, someone like like Brandy was, was told, uh, her promos weren't great. And for, for a while, I wasn't really vibing with it either. Her stable uh, went under. And then yeah. there was that promo when the made like a promo between two of not even the main players of the match, right? Because it was yeah. Cody Rhodes and was it Red Velvet against um, uh, Jade Cargill and Shaq. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, a match yeah. with Shaq and Cody, who was, you know, really the two main players of that. But it was like, it, I'll talk about the fucking layers of like, of why that was great, that they were supposedly the main players, but really it was to make Jade Cargill uh, and, and and everyone else, right? During that, when Brandy came out and cut a promo on, on, uh, on Jade, go back and listen to that. It's so good. It's so like, it's like from the fucking hip as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they had no idea. It's that yeah, it was yeah. that good and like out of nowhere that it's it's just ah, right every yeah. I feel like every single person has had a, a, a decent amount of opportunity on the mic. There are a few people I think that um maybe haven't hit the stride that could have or or that may, maybe they're not as good. One person I think was smart to give Taz is Brian Cage. I haven't really heard much great about his promo work yet. No, uh, but he looks like that. I think right. I think if you want a good comparison from what we're talking about here, because I know for a fact that like, if there's people listening, there's going to be people like we're talking about who will defend WWE to the bitter end, and like, okay, that's fine, and they'll be completely against AEW. You go back and watch Dean Ambrose promos versus John Moxley promos, and you try and tell me the Dean Ambrose ones were bare, because you can't. Hell, you know what? You can say Dean Ambrose's uh, promo is good if you go all the way back to like FCW. If you go all the way back to really early on, maybe like right yeah. in the beginning of the Shield, he can cut some good stuff. Because sure. he was kind of, there was a little bit more free reign and then it became this process thing. Uh, as, yeah. as I mean, when they went public uh, just after that, right? Uh, or around that time. Uh, when they're publicly traded company, it's like, we've got to kind of process this shit. And it's uh, shit is, yeah. is the pain. Yeah, just, just like the backstage promos he's cutting when he's just like, because he was just going through like New Japan talent while he was the IWGP US champion. 
he was just cutting through them, cut like constantly backstage, just talking about how he's gonna uh, fuck up fucking Suzuki or Anita or whoever. And it's wonderful. It's just top notch. Uh, and then you've got these like, like actual emotional and real things as well. You've got um, Kingston talking about, you know, depression, right? Uh, and then you've got, you got, you got him talking about depression, and you've got other wrestlers talking about actual real world things that affect them. And then, you know, right after that, Brian can still cut a promo on him without it being trite and uh, on the nose and vile, right? Whereas in WWE, someone gets a DUI and then the next day they they win the tag titles or they go into a feud with Sheamus about their drinking and then they get another DUI. And it's, I just don't know how morally you can say, you know what, this is great. Because I can't imagine in their mind, they're like, they're like, oh, we're blurring the line. And it's like, no, 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 no. You've crossed the fucking line. Stop. Absolutely. I mean, I think that kind of brings up their whole, again, a thing you could say that they really should improve on is the how they've got this rule for one, like, spot there, like, selection of talent and a rule for, for another. Again, bringing up the DUI thing with the Uso. Again, had I had like what was that like his third? He's had he's had he's had a few. He's sure. been in trouble a few times, and then yeah, it's like oh, well, what they're going to do? Are they going to punish him? You know, he's just come back to TV. No, they give him the tag title, and then it was like if the that next was, week. Yeah, right. And then if if that was any like other of that other selection of talent, they'd be suspended, possibly even let go. You know, or they'd be put into a, again an embarrassing storyline. I mean, the fact that you've got like Jeff Hardy, who's been in. I, mean, I don't know if like it was that much of a thing. Like obviously we had his demons and impact, but I don't think they necessarily put him in sort of those sort of kind of storylines. So it's about WWE. He's been in what like three different storylines that have tried to point out his demons, and one of them involved him basically nearly killing Elias with a car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Elias. Where is he? Is he coming back? <laughs> uh, I think he's got the drifter gimmick again, probably. So he's just drifting somewhere. He's just gone. You know. Just got his uh, what, what's that thing the hobos used to have? Uh, what, what, a bindle, a, a bindle. He's got a bindle. He's got a bindle. And just the a... the day I was hooked on Elias, there was an NXT takeover, I think, and I don't think he was the focus. But if you, it was in the hard cam, and in the mm. background with a guitar, just sc- scrolling through one of the aisles, just just walking through, was just a drifter, Elias. He was just having a little walk on through very slowly. And I was like, is that? Pretty sure that's Elias. And it was just in the background of some tag match or something. And it was great. And I was like, cool. I'm a fan of his. And I bought his fucking shirt. And now he's not on TV. I think if I buy your shirt, things aren't going to go well for you. I have I have two Kevin Owens shirts. It's not going great for him right now. He's, he's on TV, which is cool. Yeah, but uh, I mean... It's probably not going great for him, and that could be a, a sign that he is possibly going to show up in AEW by the start of 2022. Who knows? Especially with that promo on Raw, more or less hinting at it, and then the Young Bucks being the usual little tricks as the art change in their Twitter bio. Sure. We'll see. 
Um, but th- those are the kind of improvements I'd make so far. One of the biggest things I would make is just sort the fucking toxic work culture out. Yep. Because when wrestlers are coming back to wrestling after, you know, how many years did Punk have off? Seven? Seven years? Yeah, seven years. Seven years. And he came back to wrestling because, well, him and and Daniel Bryan and people like that go to AEW because of how they treat people there, right? There's a few stories now about how people saw the Brody Lee tribute night and they thought that is really touching, you know, and then they heard about how AEW knew about mm-hmm. about Brody and they kept it, you know, you know, between the family and and did everything they could and 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 all this gave them time. And they didn't blurt it, right? They didn't tell yeah. anyone. And it's 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 just like that's a shame. That is a shame that uh that, that can happen. I want to go back and mm-hmm. I, don't, oh, I don't want to, but I I'll go back and I'm gonna look at when things like that have been announced on WWE. Uh for example, Roman Reigns' uh leukemia a few years ago. And mm-hmm. I I would hazard a guess that quite a few people uh, leaked the story here and there. And I'm pretty sure I'd heard even, you know, of, of rumors of it before it happened. They didn't hear shit all about Brody Lee. No. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear a... shit all about John Moxley until, um, you know, they went, they went public with it. Uh, and that's another thing is like trusting your boss enough to make a tweet saying, you know, uh, John has voluntarily gone into, uh, you know, seek help for alcoholism. And then, you know, following the tweet with, you know, we'll, we'll support them how, how best we can. And then, you know, the final tweet being, if you struggle with this, here's a number. Can yeah. you even fucking imagine Vinnie Mac being like, being like, oh, uh, did Jeff Hardy uh, hit someone with his car again? Ah, oh, well, oh, fuck him. If you need uh, uh, fucking insurance, go to this number. And then it's just like, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I assume the equivalent would be that he'd do. I mean, the John Moxley thing broke today, and you're right. Like, I mean, speaking, not to dwell on it, but speaking to someone pers- personally who's got someone close to them who's dealing with alcohol issues, the way AEW handled it was just, again, masterfully done. Same with the Brody Lee thing. You know, they, they, they seem to value their talent's privacy above anything else, and they, they care about their well-being. I mean... You look at stuff like the uh, again we're principal, but the speaking out movement when some of their talents were implemented implicated in that they went the right way, way around in it. It wasn't like oh no that we just spend them, got rid of them. They for some of them they actually got them some help. They were like well, we've we've told them you need to go speak to a specialist and then we will review the case later. That the very they do seem to treat their people like their employees like their people and not just sheep to make them money, which is what a lot of like Vince probably sees in his talent. He doesn't see them as people. He just sees them as like, okay, how are you going to make my wallet fatter this week? Well, of Unless... course. I mean, if, if you if you cut 20 wrestlers every April because it's about to be the, the shareholder meeting, yeah, and it, we'll, we'll have, what, Black Wednesday 4 now or whatever it is, 
uh, next year. I've lost count, man. Yeah, <laughs> we had because three of them this year. So ju- just because you want to bolster the bottom line, where even if you didn't do that, you would still be making the most money you've ever made. You'd be making the most profit you'd ever made, even if you didn't cut these wrestlers. You do yeah. it just to like sprinkle the bottom line. Of course, they don't give a shit. It's also like contract wise is such a fucking slap in the face where it's just like i've signed a five-year contract i've made plans i've i've bought a, a down payment on, on my house for my kids my wife i've moved to fucking orlando florida for you and one year into my contract not even that yeah you tell me to fuck off and i get how much severance oh, a month cool oh you're still selling my merch at at fucking at live events where I'm not there. Oh, you want to use my pool? You want to use my pool to film a backstage segment, do you, with Otis and Mandy? You you fired me last week, by the way. Just just to remind you, you fired me last week, but you'd like to use my pool. Cool. All right. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. I mean, I mean that I mean that kind of brings up a good point. The whole if we if we were to improve, obviously there's some to improve WWE. Stop classing them as independent contractors. Like, I want to I want to know. I mean, I'm guessing. I mean, I think WWE is the only place that really does this, right? That has the whole. I oh, know that independent contractors, but every it's wrestler, that they're I think, not technically. I think every wrestler mm. is technically under an independent then, contractor contract. But then I, I think places like AW don't try and pretend that it's like, oh, we've got you in a contract, we own you, because they do let them go work everywhere elsewhere. Because again, sure. independent contractor, that means you should be allowed to go work for the indie promotion down the street or go to New Japan. I'm guessing. Yes. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Obviously, it's not as simple as like, oh yeah, Tony, I'm booked on this show. I'm going. Like they'll, they'll obviously speak to him, but he's probably not going to like be like Vince, who's going to be like, no refusal you're gonna get suspended we're just gonna you can't do that we're gonna throw our lawyers at you you know well i mean he's a tape trader you know he was on the forums back in back in fucking oh three uh he wants those matches he's probably watching them in in whatever wrestling event it is it's why he gave us he fucking gave us daniel bryan against Minoru Suzuki for free mm-hmm. on fucking YouTube. Fuck me, dude. I need to check what that's like views at wise. I'm sure it's over a mil at least. Uh, Daniel be. Bryan versus Suzuki. 1.2. There you go. I mean, I mean that, that's the thing. I think, again, if we were to improve it, can we just get someone who's actually passionate about wrestling? Because we've said this before. I I don't see Vince passionate about wrestling. He's not in the wrestling business, as he puts it. He's in the entertainment business. He thinks he's a BT Barnum figure. He doesn't care what the entertainment is as long as he's putting it on display and getting money from it. Sure. Whereas Tony Khan is just that wrestling fanboy who was lucky enough to have the capital to form a massive company. And he's he's literally... Five and he's, he's literally like ten year old Greg and Garrett sat with his box of wrestling figures on the floor and just go. Uh-huh. Well, you can actually do it with the real people. Yep. I mean, I don't. I don't see there is any way that WWE becomes that unless uh, a former wrestler takes over. Which, 
and it's not like a too many people go like like oh I can't wait for Triple H to take over and everything. He is he's corporate now, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I do think that it would be better under under Triple H solely because he seems to kind of understand wrestling modern wrestling these days if you look what he's done for nxt it's just fair enough it it sounds overplayed to say this i don't know if much will change under him uh and i know i don't even know if it would go to him because it's probably being sold it's probably being sold at this time anyway um also should he should he sell we have no idea what kind of deal it's going to be he would Mm -hmm. probably stay as uh ceo yeah. right uh, uh yeah. or, or or coo or whatever he may still be the president of the company but then sell it to to disney who just own the dub i think i think i think this whole sale thing like we've spoken before I, well like i think they should sell it to somewhere like disney and a lot of people are like the big bad corporation coming in and taking over it's like WWE is the big bad corporation. They're basically the Google of wrestling. They're publicly fucking traded. Yeah. They have had how many scandals? They have yeah. treat their workers like fucking shit. Uh, I don't want it to go to Disney because I, I just think Disney owns too much. But oh yeah, but you know what I mean. But the thing is, I know what you mean. It's like it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. Like it's not going to yeah. be sold to some mom and pop thing, right? I think I think we said it at the time when we talked about this before, like. Like, if it does sell one of them, it can't really get any worse, can it? No, it can't. No. It, there's literally nowhere worse it can go uh, to, to me. The, the one thing I thought, right, and when I look at these, what they're doing with wrestlers right now, is when I was growing up, and when you were growing up, and the reason I came back is because I looked at it so fondly. I thought, yeah. I thought yeah, some of that was dumb when I was a kid, but also... Fucking Rock Austin, that shit is cool, right? Yeah. That that stuff was classic, and I'm trying to think about classics now. In in this in this um, processed era, where I the best you... pay per view of the year yeah. was the Saudi Arabia show. I can tell you good matches, but I can't tell you something like a Rock and Austin. You know what I mean? Where like. Rocket Awesome was more than just like this series of matches and a feud. It was it was this big thing that you can point to and be like, that's why wrestling was fantastic. I could tell you about a bunch of matches I've loved from this era, but I can't tell you of something that was on the scale of a rock and Austin. Like I'm trying to think about really okay. Let me I'm trying to think about a story that uh, a ch- a child now in when they're you know 20 can look back on and be like, that was sick. They can look back on a lot of stuff as through child's eyes and think, oh yeah, I liked that as a kid, but I just don't see there's a lot there now for when they're older to be like looking back on that fondly, maybe. The thing is, like I'd say something in NXT, but NXT isn't wasn't as visible for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, to the well, NXT like, was was like the adult part of WWE, sure, really. Sure. That, that was, was for us to come back to. That yeah, exactly. we were the, the fucking audience for that. Um I mean I've often said if, if NXT hadn't become what it became, I'd have probably checked out of wwe a long time ago yeah 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 i'm trying i am i'm desperately and genuinely trying to find something in my mind to point to the the 
people would come back to and be like that. I'd say one of the Kofi, last... Kofi, Kofi, Brian, Kofi, Kofi and Brian. Brian. Um, Brian at thirty, but I mean that's like pushing seven years ago. I feel now. like I feel like anything before that is is not. Hey. Hello. Did you fix it? I fixed it. Lovely. <laughs> uh, we're currently having a rant. Um, all right. So right now, uh, Jace, as as a as a dad, if yeah. you were to think like if you if you put your daughter down in front of WWE TV. Uh, let's say let's say she's now like nine, right? Yep. So she's been watching for the, for for a few years. What do you think of everything that's happened recently? Uh, would be her moment to look back on that we would look back on like uh, like Rock Austin or or D Generation X or, or those classic moments? Because I'm trying to think about things that have happened recently uh, that are are that stand out, and there isn't too much. There's and you Kofi. can't use NXT. Yeah, you can't use can't NXT. Can't use NXT. Right. Yeah, no. because NXT is is you know for us. Plus, most of that was on the network, and it was a whole thing. See, my the only two that really jump to mind is Coffee Mania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, there's three: Coffee Mania, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey sure. main event in WrestleMania, and this year Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks main event night one of wrestlemania you see i i i i think those matches will will go down as just like they were the main events however i think uh when you say becky lynch i think the moment people will think about is the bloody nose and the 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 rise to the man i i definitely agree with that which i suppose led to the main event if you if you take the main event as like the pinnacle of that story then yeah 100 percent sure I think you made a good point then, and especially because it fits well with his daughter. I think I think a lot of female fans could have a lot to look back on because obviously this has been Queen of the Ring aside recently. I mean, ignore that. But like, oh, you know, yeah. but you know, give David a chance, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like the last ten years, if you've been a female wrestling fan for ages, it's probably the best time you could have been watching, like mm. more than any other point. So yeah, a, a lot of people who were like kids when this has been going on will probably remain fans because of that so yeah yeah no i mean that's that's solid if they can keep the female fan base that would be wonderful uh because it's still a male dominated thing um and a lot of the demos still look at the male demographics as well and think about that um yeah i I think you're right i think becky would probably be one of the moments you'd look back on and, and be like yeah fuck wrestling was sick at that point but i i can't think of too much else Really, Kofi Mania, <laughs> Becky. I think with um, with WWE, part of the things that ruin their big moments, like the Becky and Kofi Mania, is the the sort of panda to it. So they just sure. picked it up so so much, like rightfully so. It's the first time women have main evented WrestleMania. But they do it in sort of a way like, look, we're progressive. We we sure. doing this where the it, it feels processed. Been, it feels like yeah, it feels yeah. like it feels like they're only doing it to go through the motions. Yep, hundred yeah. um, percent. Yeah, I'm like, trying to think about some I, of the one, the one thing I did like about Kofi Mania mm. is they could have played up him being the first 
black WWE champion, even though he wasn't. They could have played that up a bit, but they just—he's the first African-born WWE champion. Sure. Whereas the ten—if that had happened ten years ago, because they never really acknowledged much about the the Rock being black. It's always that he's Samoan. There is probably there is probably something in that that. Uh doesn't speak too well of wwe at the time that's something you'd really have to dig deep into uh about its its uh display of people's races and the the way the context and the and the the text there um where yeah i don't know it's not something you get into now but like definitely definitely i agree i agree on that um that is probably one of the biggest problems with WWE is that everything has to be the first thing. It's the it's the first ever women's money in the bank ladder match. It's the first ever women's money in the bank ladder. It's just just a, it's a money in the bank ladder match. Just do it, yeah, like, whatever. To to me, the best way to get when when booking the women is forget the women. Yeah, so, oh, we've, got just, this, we've got this story. We've people. got this story here. Who should we give it to? Should we give it to Roman? No, he's doing something. Oh, well, we'll give it to Becky. It doesn't matter. We'll give it to Becky. It's a great story. Or we'll give it to Carmella. We'll give it to Nikki Ash. We'll give it to Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, whoever. Just stop thinking of them as women. That's, I mean, that's one of the problems with any writer, really, is, you know, I did theatre, and I'm sure you know it from films, where it's just like, uh, all right, we've got a female character uh we either make her uh just a, we we either make her just a generic badass with a a but a side cut or she's been raped or both that's it mm-hmm. that's all that women characters get and i think wwe uh often make feuds or characters that are just very how many characters now in how many female characters right now do we have where their gimmick is uh, they're pretty um, <laughs> most of them. I, I mean, Carmella's got that mask on, and and whatever. And then, and then characters that had these established things, right? Where you have Shayna Baszler, who has legit MMA experience and like a lot of submission finishes and all this kind of thing. You have her in and come and do a fake bite on an ear, and. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so just, just, just let them be themselves, much like you let the men sometimes. You know, that I that's I mean that's where Becky shone because she just did a bit and she was pissed off and it's like all right yeah. cool that's how that's what she's like when she's actually pissed off. Let's fucking run with that and it worked and it was great and right now you've got some things kind of falling apart, uh, like with Charlotte who left. Um, and you know, back back to our further back to our discussion about um, leaking stories and all that kind of shit. I would not be surprised if this story of of Charlotte was leaked in a far worse way than it actually was. Um, like it, because of the fact that you know she left to to go and see her husband in AEW, and it's like they they probably it's so it's 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 horrible to speculate on this kind of thing. But time and time again. 
it's no it's not the boy who cried wolf it's mm-hmm. they're the fucking wolf and they keep doing shit so you know if if we get a goddamn jump the ship type belt in the bin moment now might be the time uh and that would be a bit bit fucking mad yeah it's hard to say like i mean so put this out there do you, do you think charlotte wants to go to aw or do you think she wants to stay with wwe i think as things are right now in women's wrestling wwe is still the pinnacle of of it right you know mm. r- I mean, well we're, we're on we're on a, a teetering edge right really yeah. it's it's over in japan stardom where it's a women's only promotion but it's it's not as well promoted um it doesn't have as as wide a reach um we're we're at a tipping point where aew's women division is becoming better and better and better they're getting their own tv title um i mean god the the fucking women's tag title in wwe is such a joke of a fucking title it's infuriating um it's passed around ridiculously it was first defended in like a four-way uh chamber match and it's like why it's a tag title have a tag match it's crazy absolutely ridiculous the, the problem with the tag title is there's not they just haven't given any time to establish any tag teams yeah, that's like, what we like, and, like, and now, the ones there's, no, there's, no, there's no proper tag teams in WWE. Right. First champions, uh, Sasha and Bailey, made sense. Best friends, that was the story they were doing. Tagged together quite a lot, made sense. Next champions, the Iconics, get an actual tag team. And then since then, it's just been like, there you go. Yeah. Like, they had, they, just... There was no reason to put Asuka and Kyrie Sane together to make the Kabuki Warriors. There was no need to do it. They would have been. Well, they they, they been also had Paige, I guess, as a manager. Yeah, oh, yeah it's it's very that. strange. It's very yeah, strange um, how they've booked the women's tag titles. Um, like even if they spent like the next three months, up until the new, like say up until the Rumble, actually mm. establishing. The women's tag team division. Like, they can make it good. They've got the talent. So much talent now and not enough TV time. Yeah. Oh, but that's, that's, I, that's not true, I think. I think that if you look at actually how big the women's roster is on each of them, it's not that in depth anymore. And the TV time is such a lie where it's just like, I think they, they propagate that. Where it's like you have three hours and so little wrestling. Uh, no, but that's what I on. mean. They're spending, they're spending so much time right. without the wrestling. Right. There's not the time there for the women's tag division. Yeah, agreed. 100% agreed. Yeah. It's so it's so ridiculous. And that's why I think possibly the tide's turning. If you get a jump ship like Charlotte Flair to AEW, right? Where you could, you could use her in any possible way. Uh, you could have it actually align with uh, Andrade and just manage each other uh, even. Or you could just have her on her own. She's Charlotte fucking Flair. I, I worry how... I, I do wonder how that would be booked in AEW um, and how it would work, I suppose. 
Also, we'd have to just be able to come in and be just an absolute bitch. Possibly, just possibly, like, just come I in and destroy Charles. things. Well, it's, it depends. Charles, I, I wonder what I you'd. I wonder what you'd give her. I suppose would she be called Charlotte? Is that a, a WWE? No, because that WWE gave her that name. Because her real name is a real name like Ashley or something. Really? Yeah. So I mean, she could just be Ashley Flair. Yeah, actually, I am Ashley Flair. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, you you only need the second name. Let's be real. Yeah, just call her Flair. To be honest, she she's got to the point. Your first name could be Osama Bin, but if your last name's Flair, you're gonna get cheese. Oh, Jess. <laughs> the I think one of the biggest problems with her booking is while I I believe that she could go down as one of the best of best uh, uh, female wrestlers of all time possibly even best wrestlers of all time, really, because I think she is good in the mm-hmm. ring. Um, she was skyrocketed so quickly that she has held the title for so... I mean, she's held the title for uh, um, many times, but the amount that she's held it for is so l- small. Yeah. Well, she's because... had like four title reigns that have been less than a week. Yeah, I, I 100% think so. And it's just well, the weirdest thing the, to do. The, 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 it's just WWE's way of um, yeah. It's just WWE's way of like because she's a flair. They've got to try and make her like a dad. I mean, she's got to be already close to like she's got to be well over double digits already as a women's champion, right? They're basically setting it. Yeah, right. So they're just setting it up so she could basically probably get to sixteen and probably smash that record and then basically be. I, I think what's I think what this is is because Vince never really had. Ric Flair in his prime, except for like 91 to 92. Now that he's got a Flair that he could have for a very long time, he's trying to create WWE's version of that Flair. You know what I mean? Like, sure. he's he's got he's got someone that everyone always still says is the greatest of all time. I've got their offspring, and you know, for, I mean, to be fair, they're fantastic in their own right. So he's basically just trying to craft his own sort of Flair narrative. And but like sure. rather than have it be done over years and decades, it's like no, we've got to just get the title on her, get it off her, give it a little bit more time. We'll put it back on her again, do it again until she's completely shattered the women's title record. And then, and then be like, look, we had Charlotte Flair, who was the thirty-time women's champion. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. If if we count in the NXT Women's Championship, mm-hmm. she's a fifteen-time champion. There you go. Just. If you add, if you count all those, just one more then. But they're definitely <laughs> counting the fact that her and Becky have just swapped titles. This like started new title reigns. The, have they actually done that? Is that an actual thing? I think so. Yeah. That was I the mean... stupidest goddamn segment. The most cringe fucking shit. Did you watch it? Has anyone actually caught the actual the no. drop of the belt and everything? It's I've, I've fucking it, awful. Like... It's so. It's also such a ridiculous thing. Just. I mean, this brings me to my point. I was like, would Tony Khan want to sign someone like Charlotte? Because from what I've heard, it she was the reason that segment was difficult, mm-hmm. and she's been reportedly being nothing but difficult for like ages now. She doesn't seem like someone who plays well with others, and seems See, like a nightmare to deal with. I don't to, think. To, I think Tony Khan's very much like, well, no, if you want to come here, you have to be a team player. I'm not putting up with like any prima donna bullshit. Well, to me, I have I have to take all of those things with a pinch of salt to. To, if we talk about everything that's that has been leaked from WWE and all of this uh, uh, bullshit that's come out, where it's like if you're not a yes man, you're hard to work with. That's um, true. Like, don't get me wrong, 
I'm sure maybe there's a bit of ego here and there. She is a flair. Right? Uh, but then also, we talk about how she's actually, while she's had titles, she's also been mistreated in, in, in how she's booked. Sure, you can give me titles, but if you don't give me for that long, I'm just a chump and you're you're ruining the division and and that that actual handover didn't need to happen. No. Just didn't need to happen anyway. And I'm sure she vocalized how stupid that was and uh and I don't blame her. I would say this is really stupid. Let's just I just show up with a blue one this time. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need to go here's my belt no i'll take your belt why yeah fucking why why have the colored belts anyway why do you need to them to be blue or red just have a different title have a world heavyweight yeah. and a goddamn wwe not just just ah oh. i mean we're, we're gonna be doing a whole discussion on title belts next week yeah, but we i mean will. that that was like my that, that's a that's like a little improvement I would make. It's like make the titles feel like they're worth something again and make it look like the prizes that people want to win. Sure. You know what I mean? Because right now the, the the stock design other than the ones in NXT on the main roster, they are just like stuff that it could either like only a kid would want. And again, it's because they're designed to shift toys. And they just don't look like a prize. You, you you look at like the WWE title from like the eighties through to like the two thousands, and it was like, yeah, I'd I'd want to wear that. I'd want that as a prize. And now it's just like, nah, we'll just strip away all the glory of it, and it's just the logo. That's all the you best. Need. Yeah, the best title in WWE main television right now, the best looking one, and it doesn't look good. The best looking title is the U the US title, uh, yeah. in that garish like eagle and. Oh, it's a bit bit much, especially going from that like relatively nice looking US title that had that classic look, and that fucking gorgeous intercontinental title that now looks like like a, a a Power Rangers belt buckle. It's like I don't hate the IC title, but that's mainly because it looks better than the way the WWE title looks like. Sure. But you're right, like when you look at the history of that belt as well. It the one they got now looks like garbage. Yeah. But just to bring her back to Charlotte for a second, I've just looked at her combined title reigns. Mm -hmm. So two reigns as um, NXT Women's Champion, two hundred ninety six days. Right. Decent title reign, especially like most. Of that's from the first one. Divas title, one hundred thirty seven, one hundred thirty something days, but that got cut short because it got turned it got deactivated mm. six reigns as raw women's champion 305 days six, six reigns six reigns and then six reigns as smackdown women's champion obviously current as well 200 just a flat 200 days recognized by wwe 200 i don't know how you do that how do you Make that because happen. She had, so, she had so many title reigns where, like, she'd win it. Like, there was one where she won it from Bailey on a pay per view, and then the next well, Thursday, I think it was at the time when SmackDown was on Thursdays, she dropped it back to Bailey. Mm -hmm. She had like four days. Like, what's the point? 
I mean, if you if you average the was it the raw one that was three hundred and five days over six rands, yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. like fifty days a piece. So that's like yeah, like a month and a half each time as champion. That's like mm. most most people you would call that a transitional champion, and that's yeah, what a lot of would. those pretty much were. <laughs> yeah, painful is what that is. Um, a mistreatment. Yeah, right. Of many a people for by the dub. That's what we would improve. Since winning the titles, you like have winning both titles at WrestleMania. In her time on the active roster, taking off maternity leave, she's always been a champion. Like that's long reigns, meaningful reigns. So they know they need to do it. Just they just don't. Yeah, a bit ridiculous. You just do not do it. Yeah, well, he's just run to the toilet, so welcome to the Jason Grodd pod. Welcome. So, um, right, he's, a he's a bit of a, just a bit of a pricky boy. What else? What is just a very basic, small thing we could improve? What I think is lacking right now, which is crazy because of the team they have, is the fucking production. Yeah. The production is so fucking shit. The amount of cuts, the the lack of creativity in um, uh, graphics and uh, video packages, it's not good. The graphics for Dynamite and just the stuff they put on fucking Twitter is so good. Like, the camera, I, I the camera work is good as well. It's crazy. I think it's because Kevin Dunn has such a stranglehold on the production truck that no no one's going to turn around and say no Kevin Dunn gets Kevin Dunn Kevin Dunn's salary is bigger than Vince McMahon's do you you, did you read the excerpt from um, uh, Moxley's book no so he he wrote about um, Dunn Uh, basically said fuck you to Dunn I'll try and read it all out uh, Mox on done. Um, so this was when he had to be told something, right? When he was like, uh, I don't know what exactly happened. He needed to apologize for something. Do you yeah. remember what it was? Do you remember what uh, he had to apologize for? Um, I can't remember. I forget exactly what it was, but he was basically told yeah. to go and see done for an apology right uh and he you know he sucked it up and went and apologized so here's the full bit if i had gone in there and been an asshole uh why didn't he just say fuck you then you're being an asshole no he let me go through a whole song and dance while being completely phony pretending to accept my apology pretending it was all good and then we were friends then five minutes later this little cunt rat goes right to the rest of the office and says i don't give a sufficient apology and whatever other bullshit he probably said about me behind my back no less this dickless motherfucker, and it was 48 hours later, why didn't you just call me on the phone right when it happened and say, fuck you, we're all mad at you, and if you do it again, you're fired. That would have been easy to understand. Instead, I got summoned to the secret castle to meet the magical king wizard who lives in the truck and controls the universe to beg for forgiveness. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Fuck Kevin Dunn. I think that's one of the things, like, now that AEW is becoming... So much more popular, like just across all demographics. Like now, 
like everyone, whether it be wrestlers, writers, referees, whoever, the costume designers, mm. now that they have an alternative, like I think a lot more people are going to be willing to stand up and say, fuck you, yeah. I'm off. I can go somewhere else now. It's actually yeah. viable. People, yeah. people are there. Uh, that's such a powerful thing to have in, con in, in not even just that, but just like contract negotiations, um, you know, being able to actually do something to, like that you want to do something creative, whatever, just saying no to a match finish, being able to go, Hey, there's something over there. I can go, I can jump ship. I won't be going overboard anymore. There's another fucking ship. It's like the only thing that WWE have on them is the 90 day no compete. But like, what they're going to do? Like, yeah, well, even that, like they 90, fuck 90 up. Days, it's three, it's three months. You can just sit anything with injuries. You can recover anything like that. You can try and sort some more like, sure. Like, like the, like the Iconics have done. I'm sure they've like started, like Billy Kay's started, um, started acting. Like, well, they're both back now. Some, they're both back. Yeah, yeah but they're both back now, but in that time, like she um she went, she got a, a talent agent, she's gonna start acting. Mm. Like you've got that three months to try and sort stuff like that out. You don't have to be sat twiddling your thumbs. Well, it's like uh, it's like how Bray Wyatt's doing being touted by people in Hollywood as well, right? That's apparently what he might be doing next. I'd love to see him in something, some kind of monster movie. Why not? I mean, I mean, not horror. even just that. I think he would just be a hell of a guy to get on as a writer or creative for a, a horror movie. Possibly, possibly. Just, I, I want to see how it translates to, to that kind of stuff. I can see bringing, bringing, bringing him to American Horror Story. <laughs> even even um, as an actor or as a writer, like get his mind in there. To to further on, on the John Moxley hating uh, Kevin Dunn. Uh, he, I believe he mentioned on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio that he is probably going to do his own audiobook. Yes, he. I think he is. He's going to do it. I mean, that that's might be fucking great. Now. Yeah, <laughs> it literally it will literally just be what like a six hour long promo you can listen to. That's kind of like um, how the book I'm reads hyped. anyway. Like from that little passage we got, it reads like as if he's just doing one of his promos. I can just imagine. I might he... order. I you know I might order one right now. Yeah. I can just imagine, right? He he didn't actually write the thing. He he hired someone to just sit in a room with him while he just ranted backwards and forwards as if he was doing a promo. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I could totally Don't buy that. Do. I would love to be a fly on the wall just watching it happen. <laughs> oh, it's only in hardcover. <laughs> oh, what the Moxley book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's a new book. It's out on December 9th. Yeah, it won't be oh. out on paperback till at least April. Yeah, yeah. It's usually a good few months. I don't know how books back. work. I never buy a book at launch. It's always in hardback <laughs> first, and then, yeah, you'll get the paperback eventually. I, I All I get is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comics. That's about it. So, well, even the then, your comics come out in hardback way. as well. So, yeah, I really yeah, want to get but it. I, I don't know why you'd want to get a comic in hardback because then you can't read it properly because oh, it's all well, like. Well, like, here's the annoying thing with comics, like, while we're on this little tangent. Like, I've got a pretty good collection. It's the most annoying thing displaying them because they come in such different sizes. And I will get yes. stuff when it first yeah. gets released. So there's, like, a series of stuff where it's just, oh, yeah, paperback, paperback, hardback. 
and then it just goes in such random different sizes like it's it's a bit of a nightmare to display them i do pretty much only buy um if, if i keep them i will buy the ones that are exactly like this size yeah right I, th I hope these are the same size jesus christ i haven't put them together i can't remember, like what exactly the sizing is on that but it's like the classic uh volume whatever size are they slightly different no okay they're the same it's fine they stack up we're good yeah and i mean it's the same issue with just books in general like a lot of the books i got at the moment <clears> are just in paperback but then i've got i got dave girl's book for my birthday and that's like mm. the fat, biggest tallest book i've got now i don't know how the fuck it's gonna fit on my shelf well i've got i've got every single game of thrones book right and i got them from i specifically got the ones from the same run uh mm -hmm. that was like i want every single one that's the exact same run whatever all of them are different heights all of them and one of them came in like like hardback and then like and i was like i bought you you i bought you to be the same come on yeah. i thought the game of thrones book from waterstones and it came in like a nice little case all mm. the same size lovely came in its own house <laughs> came in its own house yeah I, I i my partner's uh harry potter book annoy me because she's got like she's got the binge you know, at this time one with like the nice little colors that they usually came in but then like yeah. the last two are like the adult covers yeah the adult covers called. yeah and then like the last two are the adult cover ones and i'm just like oh that that messes with my I, i'm not a very ocd person with a lot of things but when i look at that i'm just like it annoys me and plus she had them going in the wrong order on the bookshelf she had them going from last to first if you were looking at the bookshelf I was like, no, you start, you have Philosopher's Stone yeah. and then you end with yeah. Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. Yeah, you need that to tell Chelsea one, right? wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've changed it many times. I've just been like, no, this isn't right. I'm putting this there. I think, I think it was when we Gee. first met, I was just constantly at hers looking at that <laughs> shelf for ages. And then one day during the middle of watching someone on TV, I just stood up, went over there and she went, what are you doing? I was like, this has fucking annoyed me for too long, woman. And just put them in the right order. See, my Harry Potter books are currently on the bookshelves, but because we haven't got a proper bookshelf, it's just like a fucking little one. But the bear, the bear can only get the bottom ones, and that's where the Harry Potter ones are. So she pulls them off, and to go all the get off them, you're not ripping them off. But then we just because we just like trying to get the bear away and do it quickly, we just chuck them on so they're in no particular order, and it's really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate that. I have yeah. to have it. They've got numbers on them. I've got to be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, but anyway, anyway. Uh, how would we improve WWE? I would make every book that they come out with the same height. I would make every book that they come out with the <laughs> every, same height. Every autobiography. Every, do you know what? Every autobiography that comes out about the, how shit working there is, I would I would say they have to be the same height. That's what I would go with. <laughs> well, no, because that's what WWE want, uniformity. Oh, shit. All right, fine. Do it all different, I guess. Garrett won't buy them because um, it, it just won't it just won't fit with what he wants. Just lost it has to look aesthetic. Still. Like part of uh, you know looking at a book is not reading it; it's it being on the shelf as you walk by. You know, all but my it, D and D books are the same height. I mean, I, I, granted, I can, they're taller than my comics, but still, I can relate with the because I I'm obviously I get I obviously love video games. I've got um every kind of playstation game ranging from one up to five now and three four and five 
fit nicely all together on the shelf, mm -hmm. but then you go back those generations. Two is massive, and then one for obviously here in the UK are those small CD little square cases. cases. Yeah. So it, it, it is just a bit of an odd look. Well, well it's because we hit the Blu-ray era, and Blu-rays, yeah. of course, are smaller cases, I guess. Same size disc. I want to know when them, when them little discs off Men in Black are going to come out. Oh, it's, right, yeah. Ones that said, these are going to replace CD-ROMs in, in a couple of years. Well, we had, those mini, years. we had those mini discs, I guess, for like GameCube and, and everything. They weren't that small, but they were like that big. Yeah, mini yeah. discs were a bit of a big thing in the like early 2000s, and it just mm. never took off. Well, used to, they used to come in like cereal boxes with like demos of games and stuff. Yeah. It was like it was like the PSP games when the original PSP came yeah. out. They they were basically what mini discs were. Yeah, it was, very it was like a small I, I CD think... and a little. Well, house. They, they were in the like cases, weren't they? They were like the plastic case with the disc yeah. inside. Well, that's yeah. what mini discs were. They were just like a little CD, but they also yeah, they had to come in like a little plastic thing, and that's how you had to put them in stuff. So it wouldn't I guess because mm. they'd probably scratch easy. I don't know. Like I can't wait until Red Dwarf is proven correct and we go back to using VHS. Triangular VHS as well. Triangular go VHS. back to all the like original series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to go back to VHS. Let's go Betamax. <laughs> hey, if you believe people, that was the more superior yeah, format. Yeah. If it you look at the thing, was like the specs. The specs were high, but uh, was it Sony who created VHS? I think was Sony created VHS. Um, they had just had a better market, marketing campaign. It was the same story with Blu-rays, because remember when there was the it was their competitor, I think it was Mike, was it Microsoft where they did the it was the ones that came in a red case. Yeah. I think yeah. I remember them, yeah. It was the competitor. I think I think again a situation that, that one was technically superior, but because Sony's the juggernaut that it is and more or less got there first with it, Blu-rays obviously mm. just completely dominated. Mm. But like in um after McDonald's started doing the quarter pounder, Burger King said, right, we're going to do a third pounder. And it just <laughs> failed because everyone thought, well, a quarter is more than a third. We like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but everyone was like, but you get more in a quarter pounder. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, that, would have been, that would be me. Like, like I said before, I, I failed my maths GCSE like six times. Units of measurement fuck me up. I'd just be looking at the menu and going, a four yeah. bigger than a three. Yeah, quarter quarter pounder would be bigger than that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get that one. They should they should have just had like a, a diagram, like two diagrams, and like that's a quarter, and that's a third. You get more. <laughs> more. Well, a, a really a, a really important in-depth backstage thing I think we should do on WWE and uh, AEW is um Somehow we got to break in, and by break, uh, sneak in. We got to sneak in during a show, during a bunch of shows because we need a control, uh, and we need to just see how good catering is. Oh yeah, I want to know who has the better catering. Ooh. right? Yeah, I mean, it, I it, it, what, I don't, what I don't hear enough is I how good the bad sure. catering is. I mean, you would think WWE would have solid catering, but then from what I've heard on a lot of people in interviews and podcasts and not like great mm. like, great. at, at least they like, offer it you know it'll just be like generic meat and veg i think like i'm sure there was an episode of um ride along and it was 
uh, the Riot Squad and mm-hmm. Ruby Riot, Vegan, Liv Morgan, Vegan, Sarah Logan, fucking Carnivore. <laughs> and she just brings a big bag of meat <laughs> into the car. And she's just like, she keeps opening it up in a bit and they're just like, well, your clothes have back, it stinks. <laughs> it's like, well, no one else was eating it. <laughs> so it takes, you need to be a carnivore to eat the meat at WWE catering, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, the I mean, only glimpse we ever had of it is on that CM Punk documentary. Yeah, fairly when sure that was shot vegetarian. There. Yeah, and he goes, "You think you think I could eat it because it's named after me by a car and it's jerked chicken?" <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like that was on the the best in the world documentary. Yeah, yeah, the best in the world one. Yeah, and it, I'm sure he was on about like there was very it was very limited because he was trying to be vegetarian. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me though, like given the schedule and given the given the mainly operate in America, like why would you bother with catering when there's like Every fast food franchise in the planet probably on the doorstep. Probably that's their only opportunity to get something vaguely healthy. I don't know though. Yeah, I mean, these I, they're days... probably they're probably all on meal prep stuff now. Yeah. Um, I don't I know these assume. these days. America's quite fairly big on the health trend, depending on where you are. So I guess it could just depend. I think it depends on because even in like America, like when I worked at McDonald's, people say all oh, the salads have got more calories in than the Big Macs. They don't. It's the dressing that's got the calories, but. Even the even the the salads weren't really that healthy. No. Like, and I don't think there's. It might be different in America, but like, there's not really many healthy options to get late night here. I don't see see there being like a unless you go at like a late night subway. Well, I mean, you can get something vaguely healthy. I mean, that's because unless you live in like London, the rest of the UK mm-hmm. kind of closes at like five o'clock. Like, <laughs> unless it's a Friday unless, night. like you're near somewhere that's a venue. Yeah. So if you went to if you went to Newcastle, there's normally like takeaways open late. Yeah. yeah if yeah. there's a if there's a gig on or something. But most of the time, like you you're limited to Mackey's. That's the only thing that's open twenty four hour. Yeah, pretty much. That was like. That if, was you're, like... if you're one of the if you're one of the scumbags who goes to Mackey's drunk at three in the morning. Through the drive-through on a Saturday, burning hell. <laughs> burning hell, I hate you. I feel like I feel like I really do need to resurrect uh, young men yell at clouds just to have these little <laughs> extra kinds of Actual things. Actually yelling. Yeah, actually yelling about other stuff well, that I, isn't wrestling. <laughs> I could rant about working at McDonald's, even though it's been what. Five years since I've worked there. All right. Tell you what, I, I am I am looking to bring it back. Um, I, I think we'll just get you. One we'll, of the episodes will just be a special one where you can just tell us all the McDonald's stories. Oh, Horror I can tell you how to get fresh food every time. Yeah. Uh, well, lads, anything else you'd want to add on improving, fixing WWE that comes to mind? Well, obviously, I came late, so I don't know whether you've actually mentioned it, but mm-hmm. get rid of the part timers. Sure, yeah. Like, not, like, I can understand it if you're going to come in, like Brock has. Yeah. Brock's recent run was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. But when you've got, like, Goldberg coming back, no, I don't, like, I love Goldberg, don't want to see him wrestle a lot. Yeah. 
same as like Triple H. Triple H seems to have dropped off now. Mm-hmm. Great. Because he came back, did WrestleMania, fucked off. Came back, did WrestleMania, fucked off. If you're going to come back, it needs to mean something. Yeah. And you're just using these like late 90s, early 90s stars to try and bolster ratings and it just doesn't work. No. I mean, I mean, this kind of ties into the same bracket and how, how you could make that work. Um, make them use their legends better. So we've seen on like AEW, when they've got legends on the books, they actually use them well. Like just put them in a managerial role, let them be a mouthpiece for someone. And then if, if you wanted them to have a match, then at least it makes sense because they've actually been on the roster the whole time. You could you could at least like Sting Sting having these odd matches in AEW now makes sense. Like whereas when it was his run in WWE, he'd have he had his first match with Triple H, which had a decent build. Then he just disappeared for a few months because again they just don't know really what to do. Just don't have the stories there until they decide. Oh, okay, well let's bring Sting and we've got him. Let's use him. But yeah, I agree. Like the part time stuff needs to kind of get knocked on the head. I think. Maybe maybe you could still do it and have Brock come in as a special attraction and that's it. But like, like yeah, like Brock is like the one. Point. Like if Brock's gonna come back, like I said, I loved his work with Roman. Mm. That was those that couple of weeks was better than the past four five years of Brock. I I've uh, loved I, I don't know. I, I I think I, I well I like this. I think his actual run with the belt where he faced uh brian where he faced finn aj i think i think he's actually been great for a while i think oh, don't get us wrong i love brock but like apart from those matches with aj brian bala he hasn't really had great matches it's like he's been falling in. Well, there's the only matches like he's he was... had, though, you know. Uh, other it, than when it got announced, could, arguably him and Kofi, arguably him and Kofi can't really be classed as a match. It, it was no. a, a sneeze and you'll miss it. But I think, I think to be honest, he's been used fine in what he's been used for. The the stuff he did with Roman is cool. However, he's now got a million dollar fine and is off TV indefinitely, which is just like. All right, whatever. Yeah. So basically, I think what's going to happen there is he's going to bugger off and then probably going to come back and beat either Drew or Big E for the title. They have a, They probably have a, a Saudi show. Um Next I year. mean, I mean, I mean, you're kind of missing the fact that we're nearly back on the road to WrestleMania again. It'll be Rumble, Rumble Mania, and probably some other Saudi show because they usually. See, have I don't know. Open. I don't know because I, I, I think I believe that this year's main or next year's Mania uh, is going to be Rock. It's going to be Rock against Roman. That's the that's the only progression I see this going. Uh, they haven't built anyone up. They haven't built anyone up. But as we're aware, they don't ever have an end goal in mind. I think they've just not thought about how they're going to end this Roman Reigns thing because they finally... What, what's up with this one in particular is because they finally got Reigns over with the fans. So fair enough, push it for as long as you can because it is good. It's great stuff. But I don't think they've got an end goal in mind for who's actually going to beat them. 
they'll pull it out their they'll pull it out their ass before they've actually got anything figured. Maybe the rock, but I I seriously think it's going to still be a big what if. Well, I, the thing is, in. the thing is, I don't think the rock is beating him. I do think they're having a match. Hmm. I think this is a they they want Roman Reigns to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, that's what they're going for right now. This is the longest they've they've been confident in someone, and they've been confident in him for a long time. And they've doubled down all the chips, and right now it's really good. He is really good. He's really really good as a heel, and I think he's going to beat uh uh beat the Rock, <laughs> and then you know what? Probably hold it for another year. Give him a goddamn San Martino style run. Uh, something that we haven't seen in the modern era in what well, we haven't seen in the modern era. I guess Aldis was the closest you got with the NWA title. He held it for how long? How long did Aldis hold it for? Oh, I've uh, well, I've got notes on this for next week's episode. I can pull them up now if you want. Yeah, why not? I think they're going to do that with Reigns, and by the time they've got there, they're just going to keep their fucking fingers crossed that they've got lightning in a bottle with someone new. You know what? By that point, it could have been someone who's come over from AEW. It could be MJF himself. It won't be. The, it only, be. the only thing about Roman holding the title for another year after WrestleMania is mm. they're going to need to make some like really good booking decisions on who he's facing. You just give people chances. You, you just try and tell Kofi stories. You try and tell underdog stories and then have him win, right? Yeah. Where you, it, it's to me, it's so simple. Where it's just like that you you have the hometown hero do his best and and stagger Roman, and it's like oh, maybe, oh wow, maybe, and it just doesn't happen. It's that I think it's that it's easy, really. I think it's that simple until you finally get the one to pull the trigger on. Uh, yeah, by the way, on all this, uh, this is combined days, but it was over 1,309 days, and that's two reigns as champion. And that actually puts him as number six overall with combined reigns. And when you think the NWA titles got like nearly a 75-year history, that's pretty impressive for a modern-day wrestler. Yeah, well, I think, I think Roman is probably going to have something like that. Do I think it's going to reach that level? Probably not. Probably not. But... He's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna be Brock. The sure. longest reigning universal type champion. Definitely yep. gonna be Brock. But I think it depends on who they actually get for Mania. Because I've look, I've just looked at um The Rock's upcoming films. Mm-hmm. There's nothing listed after twenty twenty two. So I think that's an indicator that he's When's Black Adam? Is that next year? That's next year. But the fin He'll have finished filming by then. You can come have the match with Roman. I think unless that falls through, who do you see Reigns facing at Mania? Uh, I'll I will take Brock out the equation just in case as well because we've already seen that. The only so. person on SmackDown I can see is Drew. Drew's I could see. Ah, but they could do some. Swapping. Yeah, I know they they don't give a shit. But yeah, but... I, I don't. I don't actually think Drew is a smart play. Drew's um... kind of dipped quite a bit. I think they've kind of lost a bit of stock in him at the moment. So I, I wouldn't see that. Um, I would put him. I'd put him on a on an icy 
or a US. True, um, for sure. Well, it's like it's like I was saying before you got here, Jace. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw this. MGF had an interview recently where he was actually like said something pleasant. He says himself, uh, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy are the four pillars of AEW, and basically going to see the company into the future. And you, like, you, you hear that? Listen, yeah, yeah I, I can buy that. As I, as I asked the guard, who would you would say is the WWE equivalent at the moment? I'd say other than Reigns, I couldn't really name another three that could. I that I Rain. could see taking it into the future. Reigns, Becky, Seth, Champa. I I just don't see that. I don't see any yeah. of those uh, as yeah. people taking it into the future. Plus, the yeah. the pillars he's mentioned are are very young talent that actually can take mm. into the future. Yeah, like the young and hungry. Reigns yeah. is old. Uh, getting older, he's still fine, obviously. But <laughs> um, young talent. I don't think we've seen them yet. If there are pillars, they're not there yet. Uh, it could easily be a Ricochet. It could easily be a whoever. I don't even think Ricochet is young anymore. But no, uh, he's in Yeah, well, he's probably like mid to late, right at this point. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's mad. It's mad. It's madness that we're not seeing this. You know, it should be. It should be. He's um, thirty-three. It should be. I'm I'm blanking on his name. Street Profits. Oh, Montez Ford. Montez Ford. It should be Montez Ford as one pillar. Personally, it should be Bianca Belair. If we're doing, Mm -hmm. unless we're doing a pillar for each men or women, but Bianca Belair to see into the future, a power couple as well. Um, Who else should it be? It should be someone like fucking Chad Gable, to be honest. Oh yeah. Uh, it's not that though. This is who like, should be the pillars. Like, like if I was, if we're gonna throw things in across, I would have wanted to put Pete Dunn on that list, but I just think if he gets to the main roster, they're not gonna do anything with him. Well, they're not doing much with him now. Yeah, I mean, in NXT, he's kind of stalled. Like, it should oh. have been Pete. <laughs> NXT is stalled nxt uk is in the fucking mud and they've ruined the fucking independent scene do you remember all those tweets where it's just like independent scene's gonna be fine and it's like no it's not it is in the mud it's like it's awful right now uh progress is getting maybe 10 views on youtube 10 yeah it's like come on man you killed the fucking scene um, kill i think i think the scene's struggling but i think it will I, think, I really hope. I really hope we get a bounce I back. I we should have had. Back. I mean, North, which is me and JS goes to appear, has just come back, and their last two shows they had to move change venue, but the last two shows that they've done, the first two back, have sold out, and they're doing pretty damn well. So I think, mm. I think, I think, I think the guard that brought it back have kind of faltered a bit now. Like Progress, maybe Flight. I don't think even Fight Club Pro has come back yet. ICW has have a. I don't know how well they're doing. They had a bit of a tough time as well. Some, I think, I think the old guard may have had the time. I think hopefully we'll see new ones though, for sure. Couldn't arise. Mm. So like, North is such a good night. Mm-hmm. Like, we could name wrestlers that no one who hasn't been to a North show will have heard of, but they are just so good. Maybe not oh, in the I'm... ring, but if, if you're not as good in the ring, if you've got great character work. Oh yeah, it's not so good on the character work. They're great in the ring. Yeah. Sure, 
Like, Plus, they're, they're killing it with games. So. Yeah, well. Like, nowhere else in the world are you going to get a chant of Benji is a. Da, da, da. <laughs> nowhere in the world are you going to get that. That may be for the best. Um, oh. But. Isn't it uh, a bumhole? Not bumhole. the I think. Oh. Bumhole. There's definitely a difference there. They're vastly different, Jace. <laughs> yeah. Um, regardless, as we pivot away, yes. Um, I, 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 I worry it's in trouble. It will always come back in some shape or form. It doesn't matter what uh, promotion it is. It will always come back somehow. Uh, do you know where I think it's going to be spurred? Really, when AEW comes to uh, the UK next year. Uh, which we 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 will all be clamoring for a fucking ticket. Uh, I will make sure I've got the money for when they go on sale. Yeah, the day that the day that they do, um, I will make sure that I have enough for all of our tickets, ideally, so that I can be like, boys. Yeah, Yeah. if we if we can each like whoever whoever gets on buys fucking tickets. Yeah, even if we get even if we get multiple, we can sell them. Tell them yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Because uh, that's that's important. I would like to be there for that. I was that's there like... for New Japan show in the UK, and it was wonderful. And I would very much like to be there for fucking Dynamite in the UK. Fuck me, that would be great. Or if it's a pay per view, fuck, that would be so good. That would be so good. It's it's history. We have to be there for it. It'd be great. Well, that is how I would improve WWE, and I would just basically bottom line. <laughs> Make them a bit nicer. Nice, nicer would be nice. Just start being nice to people. That would be really cool. Just be nice. Stop leaking stories. Stop uh, abusing workers. That just be nice. Given, given, given that to cap that off as well. Given that the air progress on the network, they don't really follow their motto of "Don't be a dick." So WWE, just try, just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Simple. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap things up there. Um, well, if you want to come check us out on the socials, find us over at the Bearhoe Club podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bearhoe Club pod on Instagram, and Bearhoe Club on Twitter. And if you want to find us on the website, it's bearhoepod.wixsite.com forward slash bearhoeclouds. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, do all that cool stuff just to help us get get to where we want to be. Uh, next week, we're planning on doing an episode discussing title belts in wrestling, just a little bit of a look at certain titles, the history, just general discussion that we've had today. But until then, we'll catch you then. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye.